Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in UCLA. I'm your host, Travis Reed. And today we're going to talk about Losing, and yes, I said it, losing to USC, 77-64 on the 26th of January, 2023. Um, Super disappointed in UCLA about this game. I thought we actually had a really good chance to win it. We came out really strong. Was up at the half, 37 the 25, but I felt like even though we were winning, I felt like, you know, I knew that SC was going to have a run in them, and I just didn't feel like we played that well. Um, I thought that, you know, we just didn't play well enough to win, but we're going to talk about, we're going to get into that game. We're also going to get into uh, previewing the next two games after that, the Washington Washington schools, Washington, Washington State, which I think the Washington game could be a little bit interesting. Uh, And the Washington State game could be really interesting because they play hard and, you know, they play hard together. And And we might have enough time to actually go over a little bit of the UCLA men's football schedule that just recently came out. Um, But we'll, We'll put more emphasis into that in uh we'll put more emphasis into that into next week's episode. But we will we will preview it, you know, saying the teams that they will be playing and we'll, you know, predict a record and things like that probably next week. So, like I was saying before, I felt like uh UCLA played a came out strong against SC. You know, they took a lead. Uh, in the first half, and I felt really they should have really opened the game up even more, um, but they did not. You know, they let they kept they kept giving SC kind of a little bit of hope in a way, and SC scored towards the end of the half just to cut it to twelve. But like, even though, <clears throat> excuse me, even though um, SC was only down twelve, I felt like they had a belief in them that they, they could come back and they thought that they can beat UCLA and let's be honest uh SC basically could be 2-0 against UCLA I mean it took a last second shot by Clark you know after SC was up two for them to come back and win win uh, the game at Poly you know even though they were up 18 points at the half I think uh it's basically the tail of two halves that's pretty much what it is the tail of two halves um I felt that UCLA did great in the first half and holding SC to 25 points. And then in the second half, it was a different story. You know, second half, UCLA couldn't make buckets down the stretch. Um, You know, I didn't think anybody really played particularly well. Uh, They only scored 27 points in the second half, and they gave up 52 points in the half. If you're giving up 50 points in the half, you're not going to win the game. 
Now, I felt like stars play stars, play big in big games, play big in big games, and SC stars is carried them pretty much. Boogie Ellis just torched UCLA with 31 points, six assists, four rebounds, you know, hit threes off the dribble, scored in front of Jaime, scored in front of everybody who was guarding. He was torching, torching UCLA on uh, on offense. And obviously, uh, Peterson. You know, Peterson has 16 points. You know, he started really slow, but started hitting in the second half. I, you know, overall, uh, you know, SC shot 45% from the three. They shot almost 50% from the field, 49%. Where UCLA shot 35% from the two. From the two, they shot 35%, 20, 20 for 56 and he shot eight for 18 from the three. And out of those, you know, out of those uh, eight for 18, you know, Singleton hit four. He was four for nine. So I just felt like UCLA didn't play well in that second half. They had an awful second half once again against SC, awful second half against SC. I felt like they didn't come to, they didn't come to play the second half. I don't know what it is with, uh, you know, SC in them first and second halves, the UCLA in the first and second halves. Um, you know, nobody, like I said, nobody really played good, played good. Tiger Campbell had 14 points, seven assists. He played okay. He was four for 10 from the field, you know, two for three from the three. Uh, Singleton, you know, played okay. He had 14 points, you know, four for nine from the three, five for 14 from the field. I mean, Hawkeyes led the team of scoring and rebounding with 15 points and eight rebounds, five for 10 from the three. I mean, from the uh, field, one for one for three from the three. And uh, Boa, you know, played 30 minutes, has 7.7 rebounds, you know. So I felt that nobody played good for UCLA. And Bailey coming back, played 23 minutes, had 11 points, um, Shot one for one from the three, but just four for 10 from the field. Couldn't finish around the basket. And that's what happened with UCLA. They couldn't finish around the basket. And see, the shot blockers, they got their freshman back, uh, big man uh, off the bench. And I felt like, you know, SC was just, you know, rearranging shots, rearranging, you know, making UCLA miss labs, how many miss labs. And I, and here's, here's what I say about uh, UCLA. Who's their go-to guy? You know, it should be, is it Tiger? Is it Jaime? You know, it has to be one of the two. Um, You know, could it be Bailey in the future once he gets gets his leg back on, his legs back on them? Who's their go-to guy? Who's their, what we call a calm down bucket guy? So if a team's making a run, they get it. They get a guy. You have a guy to you get a calm down bucket. I mean, I love him. I think he's a first round pick, but he's not aggressive enough. When the double team's coming, he's passing before the double team even come. I'm trying to, you know, you have to. Sometimes when you're the best player on on the team, you have to go through the double team. You have to have a move for the second player. You can't just have a move for the first. Because if you're a good player, everybody knows you're a good player. You're not going to get one-on-one matchups. You're just not. You're not going to get one-on-one matchups. You're going to get double-teamed a lot. 
Now, if you're, you know, like Jaime is, which is a big man and a guard, you got to get double teams. So you got to, you know, figure out a way to get your 20 points, you know, 10 rebounds. You got to figure out a way. Um, you cannot shoot the ball 10 times uh, and go 15 and eight in these kind of games. When you see the other team's best players going off, when you see Boogie Ellis going off for 31 points, you got to try to match that. Um I think that sometimes UCLA doesn't go into enough of him. That they, they, he be having people on the back and they're swinging the ball. They're running the play just to run the play. You run the play to get open. If he has somebody on his back, throw it in the post. But also, Jaime also has to be aggressive, you know, when he gets it. <clears throat> I feel like there's so many opportunities for him to score when he's not aggressive and he's passing the ball out a ton because he's thinking the ball, the ball's not going back in. The ball is going, you know, going to be swung around, you know, something else. I think he has to be way more aggressive than he is um, for them to win. They're going to only go as far as he takes. You know, you look at the other big men across the country. You know, you got uh, Tomei from Gonzaga. You got, you know, you got the big boys from Arizona, Bala, uh, Balo and uh, the other, you know, European guy. Um you know, you got Oscar Sheedway from Kentucky. You got the big man from Purdue. They get the ball and they look to score even through the double team. Jaime is that kind of player. He's a first round, like I said, NBA talent. He's a big guy who can score inside and out. So I think that Jaime has to be more aggressive, period. You know, I think in this next game, uh, he will be. He'll probably end up at 20 because uh, Washington's going to play him individually probably but like he in order for UCLA to win he has to be more aggressive he has to be the guy when you're the guy and everybody knows you're the guy you have to still be the guy you can't just all right well they double teaming me so I'm gonna just keep kicking it you know to my teammates nah I gotta still be aggressive pick my spots don't force shots but you have to be aggressive in your movements you can't just oh double team pass you know Make the double team come hard or move before the double team. Make a move before the double team. When I would play overseas or when I would play, you know, in high school, whatever the case, even in college, I knew the double team was coming. I would have to make moves faster than the double team or have a second move to the first move. So I beat my man off the dribble, say I cross him over, go to my right. I go into my right, I'm spinning back to my left. That's beating the help. Or spinning off of one man and spin back the other way. It just, you have to have counter to the counter and you have to have something where like you have to, can own not only have a move for the first, but you got to have a move for the second because you know the help's coming. So Jaime should know that he's a senior, you know, like he should be way more aggressive than what he is, you know, especially when SC made their run, you know, it was a close game and then all of a sudden it wasn't. And SC poured it on at the end. And you, you see they could not buy a bucket. You know, their main guys. I mean, Clark had an awful game. I would probably say his worst game I've seen him play uh, as a Bruin. You know, he had three points. He was 0 for 7 from the field and 0 for 2 from the from the three-point line. You know, like when you're the third lead scorer in the team, you can't have offers. You know, that's where UCLA struggles. Um Clark is that guy most of the time. So everybody's entitled to have a bad game, but they need a third guy. 
It can't be just all Jaime and Tiger. It can't be all just Jaime and Tiger. It has to be a third guy. And like I said, SC took advantage of that, rolled, rolled that second half, rolled it. And they ended up winning, like I said, 77-64, scoring 52 points in the second half. And like basically dominating UCLA. Like I said, they can say, SC can really say that we, we should have beat them twice. You know, and, uh, you know, for that, I think that, you know, UCLA still has work to do to be that top tier team. Because if you want to go to the Final Four or any Elite Eight, things like that, you're going to have to beat the SC and you're going to have to beat a team like a Houston or a Purdue or a Kansas. Uh, you know, something like that. Or a Baylor. This this game reminded me of the Baylor game, the SC game. Guys who can beat UCLA guys off the bounce. Boogie Ellis can beat you off the bounce. And that's what Baylor did, was beating UCLA off the bounce one-on-one and killing them. And UCLA is going to have to be able to control people off the bounce. You know, Purdue, that's not necessarily a big thing because they go through a big man. But a Houston, they have dudes who can beat you off the bounce. A Baylor can have people to beat you off the bounce. Kansas have guys that beat you off the bounce. Um, in order to go where you need, where we want to go, you see that we want to go to Final Four, period. You know, like in order for us to go, we're going to have to be able to contain people off the bounce. And Jaime is going to be more aggressive, period. Point blank, period. So, in closing on that, still UCLA all day, <laughs> even though they lost to SC. You know, still a good game. Now we're going to preview the next two games um, in Washington and Washington State. Uh, the Washington game in Washington before was, you know, blowout game. UCLA won 74 to 49. There by Jaime. Jaime had like I think twenty three and fifteen boards or something like that. Uh, yeah. So no, I and yeah, Jaime. Jaime had a good game. Boa had a good game. Boa had eighteen points that game. I'm sorry, Jaime didn't have twenty three. He had seventeen and seven, seventeen point seven rebounds, five assists. Boa had eighteen points that game. Eight for ten from the field, but the game was a blowout. Like I said, it was you know. UCLA blew them out. Uh, it wasn't even close, like I said, from this from the start. So I think that, you know, Washington's going to want to come in with some revenge, and they're going to want to come in and not be embarrassed um, like they were. You know, they were embarrassed, uh, you know, the last time they played UCLA. Now, right now, they're 13-10. They're seventh in the Pac-12. And statistic-wise, they're still led, you know, by by Kellen Brooks, the Kentucky transfer in points and rebounds. He's averaging about 18 points and about eight rebounds. So Washington has some talent. I just think that UCLA should roll. I don't think that UCLA should underestimate them, but if they just play the way UCLA plays the way they should, they should roll Washington again. You know, they should roll Washington again. I don't think it's going to be a game if they just come to play, you know, but obviously, you know, you never know. But I think if they just come play, come to play, I think they'll be good, you know. Um, and after that game, they play 
Washington State, which was beyond a scary game last game. Everybody remembers that game in up in up in uh, uh, Pullman, Washington. Game was just super nip and tuck. Washington was up thirty two to thirty seven at the half. UCLA comes back and wins. Um, you know, by a controversial call, a goaltending call. Um, so, like I said, I think it's an interesting game because I just saw, I just saw, you know, Washington State kind of hang with Arizona. I think they're a really good team. Their record doesn't show it, but they're still a really good team. And they played UCLA at that time. They played UCLA. UCLA was like 12-2 and two or something like that. And they played Washington State, played them to the bean. And so it's going to be, I think it's going to be one of those tough games. We always have, we call them trap games or whatever you want to call it, but it's just one of those tough games that, you know, you just got to win. Like you said, you cannot lose it. Like I said before, you cannot lose at home. You cannot lose at home if you you UCLA. You know, these games you have to win because you're going to, you know, you have to stay in first place in that, in the Pac-12 and teams are coming now, you know. Uh, I think they're tied for first. UCLA is so, you know, uh, they're they're in the middle of the pack now with Arizona and, and Arizona State, and you know, and you you know USC's in the in the mix. So yeah, you know, you have to win these games. These these games are going to be games that you have to win. Period, because bigger games are coming. You know, bigger. You still got Arizona at home. You know, you still got Arizona State at home. You still got, you know, the Utahs, Colorados on the road. Um, so, yeah, you got some tough games coming up, you know, after this game. Uh, you got the Oregons at, you know, Oregons, uh, Oregons next, you know, the, on the road after these first two. But let's just focus on the Washington State game, like I said. Uh Good team, like I said, but they play hard, play together, shoot a lot of threes. They have good big men. They just they're just a couple players away. Uh, they're a couple players away from being any 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 being in contention to, to win anything. You know they're ten thirteen, but they play a lot of close games. Play a lot of close games. So, but yeah, like I said, those these next two games should be games that UCLA should take care of if they if they you know if they you know if they take care of business. Now, uh, taking up last will be uh, the schedule. Just came out, like I said, for UCLA men's football. And once again, it's a schedule where they could win nine, ten games. Uh, you think about their first three games. Uh, they play Coastal Carolina. They play Sandy at San Diego State. And then they play North Carolina Central. First three games of the season next year. So yeah, they should be if they take care of business. They should be three and zero, and then they go to Utah, which is obviously a, a heck of a place to play. They go to Utah, and then they start. That's after Utah, they kind of start the Pac twelve Pac twelve play. They go to Utah, and then they play Washington State at home, Oregon State on the road, which is tough because they're good. Stanford at home on the road as well. Oregon State and Stanford. Then home, Colorado, Deion Sanders. Uh, home at Arizona. They lost to Arizona last year, you know, almost at the buzzer. Arizona State at home. And then obviously the big 
the big rivalry game against SC at SC at the, you know, the Coliseum, and then they finish off with Cal. So I can, like I said, we're, I'm not going to do my predictions, but I think they can win another 19 games this year because really Cupcake City's first three games, and let's just say you 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 lose to Utah at Utah, right? So you're three and one. Washington State, Oregon State, Stanford, all very winnable. That could be six and one right there. You know, you play Colorado. It's not, you know, like I don't think they're going to be, you play Colorado at home, I don't think they're going to be that good the first game, uh, Deion's first year. Revenge game, Arizona, at Arizona, then Arizona State. Like I said, they, SC. I mean, so like, well, I'll go over each game and predict win and loss uh, next week. But I just wanted to kind of preview that schedule. And I feel like they can really roll next year. Depending on what the quarterback is going to be, you know, what they're going to do, what is, you know, if he's going to go with the freshman, he's going to go with the transfer, you know, who's going to be starting running back. It just a lot of questions. Also coming up is the, you know, the second part of the recruiting process. So we're trying to see what UCLA is going to do as far as that, you know, what players they're going to get, what transfers they're going to get, because right now it's a whole lot of players that transfer protocol. So we'll see what UCLA thinking about getting uh, for next year, for the 2023 season. Well, that is it for this week. Next week, we will review the Washington and Washington State games, and we will preview the Oregon games on the road, as well as go game by game, win-loss, talk a a little bit about it, but not too much about the schedule for the men's football team. All right. Once again, you can find me at Travis W. Reed on Instagram, and that's R-E-E-D and Travis W. Reed on Facebook. Uh, and just that's just regular. Uh, R-E-E-D. I, put, I post a lot of my social media on both those sites. Uh, on, my, on my Instagram, I have a link tree as well. So that I post all my, you know, like videos on YouTube and anything else that you're looking for. All the, sh- all the shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, iHeartRadio, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, once again, it's Travis at Travis W. Reed, Travis W. Reed, R E E D, uh, on Instagram, it's Travis W. Reed. I mean, on Facebook. All right. See you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.